No, you're hosting this week. It's episode 51. I was 50 last week. Oh, all right. Keep pay attention, but since we started out, this is episode 51 of the Hillcrest Duo. Today, uh, today is December 24. 24, 2016, Santa's coming tonight. It's the Hillcrest Duo, our Christmas specialty type thing. I am Brad Risto, at Outsider Brad on Twitter. I'm joined, of course, by my co-host, Metal John. I am on Twitter, at Metal John Radio. And, uh, yeah, it's the holidays. We're all in misery. And uh, <laughs> this is our final podcast of 2016. We figured on this episode we're just going to kind of kick back, relax a little bit, talk about some of our favorite things in 2016. Yes. Not necessarily a top list, not necessarily, not you know, uh, you know, whatever. It's not really a list. We're just going to randomly talk about some of our favorite things from the year in our world of pop culture, superheroes, comic book, video game, movie, yep, yep, TV, yep. all like all those good moments, you know, just some of our favorite things. Yes. So, but before we get going too far into that, I um, just want to um, uh, send all our best wishes out to Carrie Fisher, who, of course, yesterday had a heart attack on her flight um, uh, from London to L.A. It is reported that she is stable but in critical condition, so we wish her all the best. Please get well soon, Carrie as 2016 is still trying to be kind of a dick. Yeah, well, what was very ironic about that story is I was, uh, yesterday, I was in my car headed to the uh, the Blackhawks game with my dad, and we had just started talking about Rogue One. He was like, oh, so how was it? You know, blah, blah, blah. He hasn't seen it yet. So I was talking about it without going full spoilers. Right. And... You know, we were just kind of talking about, you know, the franchise in general, and then all of a sudden breaking news on the radio, and I heard the name Carrie Fisher. I was like, whoa, hold on. Turned up the volume. They told the story, and me and my dad just kind of looked at each other like, wow, that was ironic that we were in the middle of talking about Star Wars. You jinxed Carrie Fisher. When it came out. But no, we do wish her all the best. It's really unfortunate, and hopefully she gets well soon. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think uh, all the whole world has uh, got their thoughts with her. Um, and, of course, thoughts with family, friends, all that good stuff. Christmas time's here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got good weather in Chicago and Crest Hill. Yeah, and, it's going to uh, be 50 degrees on Monday. Yeah, it's 50 crazy. degrees. That is just amazing. And then uh, next weekend is New Year's weekend. I will not be around. I'm going to be down in St. Louis. For the Winter Classic, Chicago Blackhawks versus St. Louis Blues. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun. Go Hawks! Um, all right, so let's talk about some of our favorite movies from 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we could just kind of start off with, uh, uh, you know, a few few movies, superhero-related. It was a big year for superhero movies when you think yeah. about it. I mean, we had, you know, Captain America Civil War. You had Batman versus Superman, Suicide Squad, Action Apocalypse, Deadpool, Doctor Strange. So many superhero movies this year. I know, year. and for, the, the hardest thing for me is remembering that a movie like Deadpool came out this year. Because it, it came out in like, February, it too. It seems like ages ago. Yeah, I want to say this time last year, we had just seen the previews for Deadpool, <laughs> yes. and we were thinking, wow, this is, looks like it's going to be a fun, raw, raunchy, R-rated And it was. Comic book it was movie. everything that you wanted from that movie. It was a great action comedy. And it was a great start to the superhero year, mm-hmm. you know, because you had a movie that really set the bar high. It was offensive. <laughs> it was funny. Um, and, and you knew the rest of the movies coming out in the year were going to be more serious tone, a lot of action. Yes. You know, I, I know going into last year, I was really excited because not only were we getting Batman versus Superman, 
but Suicide Squad, which it may it was have a been... dream come true for me as a Batman fan because I finally got to see a live action Harley Quinn yes. on the big screen. It may have missed the mark in terms of the act because let's be honest, Suicide Squad was trying to do what um to for DC what Deadpool was doing for Marvel, and yep. in that regard. I don't want to say Suicide Squad missed the mark, but De- while Deadpool was a firm bullseye, Suicide Squad was like in the 20 zone. Yeah, well, I mean, Deadpool, when that movie came out and was so, you know, raved about, a mm-hmm. lot of positive reviews, made a ton of money at the box office, I think all of a sudden the, it, it kind of flipped the comic book world for movies because. Everybody started thinking, wow, we could do an R-rated movie too and right. it would be successful. And the whole thought was Warner Brothers said, you know what, Let's maybe we need to change some things with Suicide Squad. Maybe we need to push the bar a little bit more. But the movie was already pretty much made at that point. Yeah. And they had to go and do some reshoots. And everybody was thinking, to them, oh, they're going to do reshoots. They're going to be rated R. No, they were doing reshoots to make it more funny. But, like, really the movie wasn't that funny. Yes. Yeah, so um, it didn't really make sense on what the reshoots wanted, were all about. They wanted to say, like, oh, wow, action comedy, um, a superhero movie can work. Let's make ours a little more funny. And it just didn't work. And it just kind of became half a loaf. Maybe if Deadpool doesn't come out this year, people would have been – just raving over Suicide Squad, but because you had a film like Deadpool to compare it to, yep. and you kn- no, no matter what you knew going in, you knew that was DC's answer to Deadpool. It just didn't pan out. It didn't have the same uh, the same uh, feel to it. Yeah, I mean, and then uh, a couple of other big releases. I mean, the two biggest releases of the year was it was definitely Captain America: Civil War and, and Batman vs Superman. Right, and two movies, are- two movies that seem to get. Um, you know, it kind of pinned, you know, As DC the, versus uh, versus Marvel. You know, right. it was like, here's DC's 2016 masterpiece. Here's Marvel's 2016 masterpiece. And they both had almost complete opposite, um, you know, least, fe- general feedback. You yes. know, everybody seemed to fall in love with Civil War. A lot of people didn't like Batman versus Superman. And and it just... It both was, of them have um, critiques that need to be addressed, but... Yeah, but I, I mean, at overall, you preferred, I mean, um, Batman versus Superman. Well, I, I mean, I think really what it came down to was not so much, you know, uh, which movie was better, but I think a lot of people, their general opinion, and I, I, I'm honest in saying that I'm biased, but you're going to be more biased towards yeah. what you like more. You know, if you like the Marvel movies more, you're going to like it more than Batman versus Superman. If you like DC more, you're probably going to like Batman versus Superman more. I really don't know a single person that is like, Batman is my number one, Batman is my number one, but I hated that movie and I love Civil War. I don't know a single person that thought that. I just know that um uh, the biggest probably problem that um Batman v Superman had was a lot of people ha- didn't like the tone. They thought it was a little... Too dark, and not that it was too dark, because it was okay being. One of my people don't like Zack Snyder movies. That's it the was other no thing too. No problem that it was too that it was dark. It was that it was joyless. It had no parts of joy in it. And it was it, long. It was yeah. long. It didn't have. I mean, people will scoff at this comment. It was completely absent of comic relief and lighter moments, and that was a detriment to it. I think because it's an yeah. action movie, you need to have those lighter moments, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, even if you think about uh, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, 
every single one of them had some sarcastic Bruce Wayne humor in it. Oh, yeah. That was sort of your comic relief. And this one... Or, and, I mean, and not to mention, I mean, Dark Knight, I mean, which had a lot of comic relief with, with Heath Ledger's The Joker. Yes, so It was just a little too dark and a little too intense throughout, and you didn't get those moments like, okay, breathe moments. Yep. And I think that was its biggest problem. I mean, it's a great story that just needed a bit of um, a lighter tone in some parts. I mean, yep. it was just depressing all over. Yeah, I mean, another uh, speaking of depressing, uh, you know, I thought X Men Apocalypse. I didn't like that at all. Oh, it was. Uh, Even though that's a huge storyline for X Men, it just you know, it's one of those things where it's like that's their their that is their civil war, and yes. it it was a swing and a miss for flat. them. That you was know? a swing and a miss for the Fox studio. And then I, I still haven't seen Doctor Strange. You said it was good. But... It's, a, it's a good um, a movie, and it has an interesting conclusion. Very interesting and smart conclusion to the um, to end it all up, which was one of the cooler parts about it, really. Yeah. Well, I, I'll be honest with you. I know um, at some point in the coming weeks, I will have a, uh, a top 10 films of 2016. It'll be my, my list. And, and I'll probably have and, a top five games somewhere and, scattered in there. And I could be honestly, I, none of the superhero movies are going to be on it. Like not, I, I, you know, when it comes down to like my top ten favorite films, right. well, none of these really stood out as top ten worthy. But um, you know, well, there's will we I see at least one of the movies we talked about. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I think uh, it's very. I mean, I two movies I bragged about big time on this podcast are mo- movies that I really loved. Uh, war movies, um, right. Eye in the Sky with Aaron Paul and, and Hacksaw Ridge mm-hmm. with Andrew Garfield uh, recently. Two, those two movies definitely will be my list. Ten Cloverfield Lane, that's going to crack the top that ten, was it another, looks like. That was another one, wasn't it? That yeah. came out this, goodness gracious, a lot of movies. That was an out. early, that was a March release, actually. Yes. That and came out these, around my birthday. And all these movies, you're just like, oh yeah, that came out this year too. Yeah. Um, so switching things up to, to TV, Netflix, um, no doubt. I mean, I think Stranger Things was oh, by yeah. far the home run of 2016. And the surprise home run because you didn't know much about it going in. It had little fanfare. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about the Netflix series is and, – and, and this is like this for all Netflix series. There's really never any hype before the show. Yeah, except The show for, just uh, comes out. And you're like, models. oh, here's a brand new show from Netflix. Nah, I'll watch an episode. You watch it. Oh, my God. I love this show. Next episode. Oh, my God. You know, by episode three, I was emailing you, Brad. I'm like, Brad, you got to watch this show. And we got to talk did. about it. You know, and then three weeks later, everybody's talking about it. Months later, everybody's talking about it. Now, yeah. now the cast is making appearances at comic book conventions and C2E2. Uh, uh, Eleven's going to be there. I have my press pass application in. Yeah. Well, i got to put mine in. Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, it's – I mean, and it was a brilliant show. But Netflix does that with their shows. And um, speaking of that, I just started watching another one, Brad, uh, called Captive. Oh, Captive. Uh, so Captive is a docu-series. Oh, so each, each episode is a one-hour documentary about a about a kidnapping or or somebody being held captive, and it's interviews with the people. So episode one was about a prison riot in the early 90s in Ohio and how an entire cell block took over a prison and held guards hostages for, like, weeks. And it's all about the negotiation with the hostages, and it's got interviews with the prison guards, interviews with the inmates. You know, and then they got an, an, uh, another episode, which is about uh, a British couple in the that were from the UK that uh, their boat was seized by Somalian pirates, and they were held captive for over a year, living in the jungle, in tents for a year because the government didn't want to negotiate with the pirates. 
and and it's all about their story. So each episode is a different story about that seems about a kidnapping. I like uh, documentaries. I may have to check that one out. I lo- I'm only about four episodes in, so I mean, again, each episode is a different story. So even if you're watching one and you're not really into it, you can skip it, go to the next episode. But um, I, I really like I, I love documentaries, and then you know all these true stories about kidnappings and things like that is I find very interesting because you know a lot of it takes place in foreign countries and things are handled differently than they are in the U.S. Um, but again, I think Captive is another home run from Netflix that once people start talking about it, and start watching it, it's going to spread around just like Making a Murderer, Stranger Things, you know, House of Cards, Orange is the New Black. Right. I mean, there's series that keep coming back, you know, but again, you know, Netflix does such a good job of just, you know what, we got a show, we're going to throw it on and we'll let the critics speak for themselves. Like, we're not going to hype it. Right. Because like, if you hype it, you can oversell it, and it's a disappointment. But let's not talk about that. They do occasionally have the hype shows. They have the Marvel Universe shows, and they had Luke Cage this year, and which was just a great, nitty gritty, real kind of just. And you had their double season two. Yes, and I, that was this year. Once again, I have a hard time remembering when things are released. That was this year, and that one was just. What great. would you say is your favorite show on Netflix of the year? Just Netflix. You know what? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with um uh, Daredevil just because I thought it was great, but Stranger Things is just right there. Yeah, for me, Stranger Things is probably my number one. I mean, I I, I like could honestly say Stranger Things is probably my favorite new show in at least two or three years. Oh wow! Like it's not just my favorite show of the year; it's like my favorite show in the last two or three years. Favorite new show. So, um, and then of course see, you've got you know HBO uh had their much-hyped show Westworld. Yes, that one they had a lot. And it's a very thought-provoking show, but it's one of those shows that you have to actually you actually have to watch it. You can't do it and have it in the background. It is a very cerebral show. And uh, speaking of TV, I got one word for you. Yeah? Negan. Negan. He um, uh, did um, set the world on fire. Yep. So uh, very – he's probably my favorite – I would say my favorite character. TV, maybe. Wow. Maybe. Too bad he's going to probably end up losing in the second half. Yeah. It's he's going he's gonna to squander that lead away, and it's that's it. He's just going to squander it away and be defeated. He's not a second-half closer, is that, Negan? No. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, uh, the CW finally got Supergirl this year. Yeah. They did their big crossover between all their shows, you know, was, Supergirl, Flash, Arrow. It uh, could have been better. but Legends it, of Tomorrow. It could have been better. I like I said, I would have preferred something where just the barriers get um, torn down. But eh, what are you gonna do? They have their own narrative structure, yeah. and it still can happen. But no, they. You know what? The CW shows have been hit or miss this year, which is kind of unfortunate because they've been so good for so long. But hopefully, um, as the second halves of every show starts, maybe they can um uh, get the, some of their ground back because the Flash was starting to get good again after like four or five bad episodes to begin the season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, just some other random things yeah. from the year that uh, uh, kind of a... stick out. You know, I got one for you. Yeah. One that we talked about on the show. One you sold me on. Yeah. And I I kind of had a short addiction to it. That addiction for just about everybody's kind of faded a little bit, though, but that would be Pokemon Go. I was just about to bring that up as one of the games of the year. It was certainly a social media phenomenon as everyone was trying to catch the Pokemon. Yep. It 
it um, was um, fairly rudimentary. I, I think they probably should have developed it a bit longer and made it so you could actually do battles between your friends. But, hey, it was um, a fun game, and it made well, you walk. Well, I, and, you know, the thing about it, though, is obviously, you know, it's, you know, the, the hype has kind of faded a little bit. People don't play it as much. Um, but, you know, they're starting to add new things, starting to add new features, trying to get people to – Reengage a right. little bit and and kind of re re I, I rehash think, the hype and you know they will make changes going into next year I'm sure. To, you see the thing is I know they're making all these changes now. I think they should have sat back on them and waited till like spring, and then so once the weather's nice again, so people can go out and once again be hunting for Pokemon. But no, there've been a number of good games that have come out over the course of this year. I mean certainly. There's always the Gears of War game, not Gears of War, the um, Call of Duty game, which is all, it's a yearly release. They're always very solid. But in terms of war games, Battlefield, which has always been a opponent of um, the Call of Duty, did Battlefield 1, which took um, uh, these first-person shooters kind of back to where they um, started and uh, went to World War 1 instead of World War 2. And it was certainly an interesting experience. Yep. I don't know if you've played that one, but it's it's a it's a really fun game. Of course, narratively speaking, some of the better games are, include um, Nathan Drake Uncharted 4, A Thief's Sound, a very good game in the style of you're playing as a Indiana Jones, Lara Croft type person. Very fun game, very great story. The Last Guardian was a very interesting game where it's this kind of mythical game, and then this really weird game called Inside where you're just trying to evade um, a bunch of bad guys and it has a lot of challenges and it's really hard to describe but it's a game that is worth playing well a game that was supposed to come out this fall which is now being pushed to spring and i'm still tapping my feet waiting for it is that friday the 13th game yes um i, I ended up not doing the kickstarter for that one because i didn't have a ps4 at the time i now do have one but oh well welcome I've had one for a while, and then, of course, um, another good, fun game is Titanfall 2, and, I mean, how can you um, go wrong with a first-person shooter where you get to go inside a giant robot and battle other giant robots? Yeah. Giant robots are awesome. Well, um, I know in the, I know last year we recorded a podcast. We talked about some of our favorite Christmas movies, so we won't redo that. Still going. But, you know what, since it is Christmas time, you know, we can talk about... You know, uh, just, you know, some of our favorite movies. I know me and you both uh, agree that Home Alone is probably our number one or number two. I think it's yes. your number one. It's my number two. And I, I did come to a conclusion, though, earlier this week. Home Alone is basically diehard for kids, especially in the third act, because you have a kid fighting off um, terrorists using whatever means he can find, just yeah. like in Die Hard. And uh, I, I had my annual viewing of Home Alone. Uh, this past week, I was I watched it. I, I it's I gotta watch it every year. That and Christmas Vacation, um, which is my favorite. But uh, Home Alone, I gotta tell you, ever since we did our podcast last year and talked about Home Alone, do you remember the story that I shared with you on that podcast where we talked about this big theory that John Candy's character is actually the, the devil, and El Diablo and, they, and, they po- and they pointed out all of these details that. Make it make sense. Yes. So now when I watch the movie, I can't help but think of that. I can't help but think, and I even watch, I even get to the point to where she's at the airplane ticket counter and John Candy's staring at her, and she says, "If I gotta sell my soul to the devil," and then at that moment he walks up to her and approaches her. It's 
it's so crazy. I know how it I, works. But once again, and, with those fan theories, that you can't you can't let them take over your mind. No, you can't. But it it just puts that seed of doubt in your head. And I'm telling you, did you I watch Home it, Alone yet this year? Yes, but once again, I always whenever I hear these crazy crazy fan theories, because um, quite recently one of the, my favorite YouTube channels, What Culture, I posted um uh, the fan theories, and this was one of them actually. But you know what? Some of them are just completely crazy, and you just can't go with them and they're just looking and finding links that aren't really there because you're giving um uh, the writer and the director far far too much credit yeah no i i i agree but i also like i said i just think it's, it's a fun it, theory it, it's I mean. a no it is a fun theory and it's a theory that really yeah the writer director they can come back and they can be like oh, yeah. absolutely not not true um but at the same time, too, it's just one of those things where it's just the way it's worded, the where the way things are played out, right? And all the references make it a fun fan theory because it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> and, yes. And yeah. So uh, speaking of Die Hard, though, did you watch Die Hard yet this year? Well, of course I did. It's always right. a fun movie. Did what, you what, what Christmas movie have you watched so far this season? Uh, that that uh, I have done the the. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I've done Die Hard. I'm probably going to do Home Alone and Scrooge today and at least one viewing of A Christmas Story as okay. they do it on TBS. So I got out of the way. I I got Krampus out of the way. Watch that. Krumpus. Krumpus. Um, which that's... Promote, pronounce it correctly. Krumpus is a German thing, and I'm German. Pronounce it All right, right. Krumpus. So... Um, by the way, the ending of that Krumpus movie, I'm still trying to figure out what, still, what it is. I still say that um, he, that's just him keeping track on all the people he's looking at. I don't think they're actually trapped in there. That's still my theory. I'm a little more optimistic than most people. I, I don't. I can't even come up with a theory because I get so confused. And, and part of where I get confused in that movie with the ending is, so the little kid wakes up. Yes. He goes downstairs. Yes. Clearly, he... Is like, whoa, he's like, so did that really happen or was that all a dream? And everybody seems to be completely ignoring, like, the fact that anything had went wrong, selling me that – they're selling me that it was, it was just, just a, a dream, dream that the kid had. But then he opens up the box, there's the ornament, and immediately every single person in the room looks at each other with, like, this, like, shocked look yes. on their face, like it like it triggered a memory. Yes. Now, did every single one of them have the same dream? I'm saying or it. Did the same, or did it really happen, and yet what they did was just kind of like... They got a reset. He's they got a reset. A, he's getting a second chance. That's what I think happened. Is it was a reset. It all actually happened. And then the ornament was just a reminder. Yes, of, that's a reminder. I don't think that they're trapped. That makes it, sense. I don't think they're trapped in that snow globe as some sort of punishment. I just think that's him, how he keeps an eye on it. You've been keeping a second chance. You better watch out because Santa's watching you. Well, Krumpus is watching you. Krumpus. Krampus. Krumpus. Krumpus. Krampus. Krampus. I got some Krampus. <laughs> get some Krampus. Ow. Oh, it's such, but that's such a good movie too. I love the comic relief in that movie too. Yes, like, it's a very good movie. Well, it has some good comedic actors in it. Yeah, I mean, I uh, so I watched that. Um, I watched Die Hard. I actually watched Die Hard right after Thanksgiving. Do you know? Did you know Die Hard is based off a book? Yes, I heard about that. Did you know it was based off a book that was already a movie? No. Did you know that in the original movie, the detective Frank Sinatra starred? Did not know that. Yes, yeah, so basically Bruce Willis is um, uh, playing the same role as Frank Sinatra. Interesting. That was another one of those videos I saw from What Culture. 
Ah, I did not. Uh, I did not know that. Yes. Um, still left. No, uh, not. When, that's movies. Cinefix, I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to cram in between now and to, like I don't have to go to Christmas until tomorrow afternoon. Right. So definitely going to wake up tomorrow morning and watch another Christmas movie. I got to get Elf in. I haven't well, seen that. I should be on you. I think that's on USA today. Well, I got a, a DVD. Oh. Um, Are you going to watch um, Fred Claus and see your old car? Probably going to skip that one this year. Um, Jingle All the Way I always liked watching. That's a good Christmas Jingle Eve movie. Jingle All the Way. That's a good Christmas Eve movie because it's about trying to get a toy basically toy. on Christmas Eve. The perfect The Turbo toy. Man doll. He's did not you, a pervert. He's just looking for a Turbo did, Man doll. Did you know that there was a Kickstarter for um, a, a Turbo Man? I did not know that, but yeah. that's awesome. I missed it, and only 135 people got to do it, but it would be an actual Turbo Man. Wow. I would have done it if I had seen it. It's in turbo time. time. Turbo time. Um, I like the Harold and Kumar Christmas movie. That's a fun. That's one. a. Fu- it's a stupid one, but it's fun. But no, I still have. Lethal I- Weapon. I mean, everybody gives Die Hard all the action movie credits for for uh, Christmas, but you know, Lethal Weapon takes place at Christmas too. Yes, it does. There's and lo- the Lethal Weapon house is right next to the Griswold house. Yep. There's a lot of um uh, good um Christmas movies to try and see, and I'm gonna probably watch one or two today. All right. As I'm wrapping presents. All right, but I've definitely got to get Elfin. Elf is uh, 100%. Got to get that one in. Um, maybe a second viewing at Christmas Vacation or Home Alone. I'm a, I'm I got some I got some thinking to do. What about Batman Returns? Maybe a little Batman Returns. What about a Muppet Christmas Carol? Mm, I watched that one last year. I watched Scrooge last year. A lot of them I just watch every other year, every couple of years. Right. Scrooge um, is one I'm gonna. Wa- there's a lot of, of them. You there's can another get. horror one I haven't watched in a while. Black Christmas. Maybe I'll try to find that one. You should watch Santa's Sleigh. Oh, I've seen that with, with Goldberg. Bill, Bill Goldberg. Oh, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that one, but I, I love that, that one. That is one of the d- dumbest movies ever, but they know it's dumb. So. Yeah. Well, Rare Exports is still one of my favorites. I didn't watch that one this year, and I usually watch that one every year. That's the, I, I that's prefer, the Swedish one. Yeah, it's pretty much the Swedish Santa Slay, but Santa Slay is just so dumb. It's hilarious. Oh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. That's a must. I already watched that one. That's one of my favorites. Okay. Well, but I, that'll do it for our 2016 um, not so much of a year in review, but just sharing some of our favorite thoughts of the year. Um, on our next podcast, we'll probably kind of wrap up uh, a, a couple more of the TV shows and uh, maybe some more movie talk. And then obviously coming up in a future episode, I will have my top 10 films of 2016. Uh, obviously, that list will not be finalized until I get through a lot of the Oscar movies, which are just now being released. Um, Got to get those caught up and then I will finalize my list. Uh, at some point. Um, other than that, Brad, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, Lahayim. That is Brad Risto. He is. At Outsider Brad. And I am at Metal John Radio on Twitter. This has been episode 51 of the Hillcrest Duo, taped live and in person in Crest Hill, Illinois, on Saturday, December 24th, Christmas Eve, 2016. We will talk to you again next year in 2017.